In this class, guarding against pornography is one of the lessons we have in Eternal Warriors. I know so many of us are flailing around trying to figure out how to parent this generation because it's so difficult. There's so, the opposition is so steep. It's so real. And the wounds that are happening in this war that we're facing against the opposition, who is Satan, the father of all lies, and the greatest lie that I can think of that has created quite a plague that's really disturbing and distracting and deceiving and entrapping is pornography. He has come up with a great weapon to ensnare the best of people using something that he knows is already part of something beautiful that Heavenly Father has given us, which is our sexuality. He knows that if I can get somebody young, if I can get somebody unaware, if I can, if they're exposed to this and they don't understand and maybe they don't have the self-control yet or the maturity to understand, uh, this with such great power because of the physical and chemical scientific side of what happens when someone views pornography can be so alluring and so entrapping that it will be very difficult if I can get someone to be exposed sometimes just once but over and over again without getting any help without having any support or mentoring if I can do that then I could take away their ability to choose, take away their ability to think clearly, take away their identity from them, because he knows we have a divine identity and purpose, and his goal is to get us to believe that we are so naughty and so unworthy that that is not our identity, or we wouldn't be like that. Because he knows the scientific side of why smart people do dumb things. And that's another thing that you learn in Eternal Warriors is the scientific side of why everybody does things that they already decided they weren't going to do anymore, but they did it again. That's another thing you learn is this is why smart people do dumb things. And these are the tools and the training that are so useful for anyone at any level, whether you're dealing with an addiction or just a bad habit, or you're dealing with lies and torment inside you that you can't get rid of. Um, all of these things uh, come because we have greater understanding about the enemy. So I have some things I want to read you really fast. President Russell M. Nelson said this in 1985. That was a year after I graduated from high school. What? That was a long time ago. Okay, so he says this, and the name of his talk is Self-Mastery. And this is what he says. Before you can master yourself, you need to know who you are. 
you consist of two parts, your physical body and your spirit, which lives within your body. You may have heard the expression mind over matter. That's what I would like to talk about, but phrase it a little differently. Spirit over body, that is self-mastery. When you arrived as a newborn baby, your little body was the master. You had what I call the, I want it when I want it and I want it right now philosophy. No amount of discussion could postpone your impatient demands when you wanted to be fed. And now, like all parents, we anxiously anticipate the first smile, a word, a glimpse at the potential of the spirit within your tiny body. Is there a mother who has not cradled her baby as your sweet mother did in wistful wonder of the destiny of her dear little one? I loved what he said there because he says, in order to master yourself, you have to understand who you are. And then he also said, the understanding that your body and your spirit are connected and that, that self-mastery is your spirit having power over the appetites of your body. And all of us, every single one of us deal with this. So when it comes to knowing who you are, uh, there's a chapter in this book, in the Mama Trauma Now Wet book. One of the, it's not really a chapter book, so what can I say? I think it's in section five. But it says how important it is. These are all things that you could do to support your family, to help them be more empowered in their battles. And you, as a mother, to be able to stand in a more peaceful place, a more secure and courageous place as you support people in the great opposition of our day. Because if I were to ask you, do you think we're at war right now? It's a big deal, right? But would you, would you also, if I said, would you think that, that the war is just as hard for everybody as it is for that person over there? Like, is it really hard on all of us? Does everybody face hard? Yeah, everybody has hard. Okay, so because of that, remembering who and whose you are makes you powerful because you connect with your divine identity and then your purpose or ability to fulfill a purpose. And in that same talk that I mentioned by President Nelson, some of the things he mentions in there that fortify the identity of a person and helps them to fulfill purposeful things in their life are things like keeping the Sabbath day holy because it's us recognizing that God sanctifies us and makes us stronger when we honor him. That's something we teach people who we want to help them understand uh, that you are somebody special. He also talked about paying tithing, how when you pay tithing, it's hard and it takes self-mastery and 
thinking and the ability to give something up to pay tithing. And he asks, he talks about fasting. How when we fast, we are actually for just a short period of time mastering our spirit is stronger than our body and our confidence to make choices that help us to know, hey, my spirit is stronger than my body actually fortifies us when harder things come because we know we have the ability to have a strong spirit. Anyway, it's just a really cool talk. But remembering who we are and whose we are more than ever before, we are the parents who need to raise children who do not doubt their mothers knew it. So guarding ourselves and our families against pornography has so much to do with you as a mother understanding that you know your divine identity and your purpose. And because you know that about you, you can also teach that to them at a level that's authentic, real, humble, and genuine. Because if I know who I am, then when I'm teaching my children about the hard things that they might face or might run into that are really dangerous. But I also can be honest with them about, I've run into really hard things that were really dangerous and I fell because of those things. And this is how that affected me and my life. This is why I'm speaking to you, but because as your parent, it's my role to understand my divine identity so that I can understand yours and understand that Heavenly Father has a great plan for all of us. So if you have the book, Mama Trauma Now, page 41. Let me just paraphrase really quick. So first of all, us being parents who do not doubt more than ever before, we are parents who need to raise children who do not doubt their mothers knew it. Just like the sons of Helaman, the mothers of the sons of Helaman, it's important for us to understand that the spirits that are here that we're raising are so powerful and so noble and so good. And so are our spirits or we wouldn't be here when the battle is so intense that it's real and it's, it's a real thing. So um, I'm fighting the spirit. The spirit's saying, just read this, read it all. But I'm thinking that that's kind of lame to just read all this. But I'm just going to say, okay, we're going to read it. So if you'll just start with the first paragraph on 41, that'd be awesome. I don't think we are parents in this day by chance, nor do I think our children are here at this time and in our care at random. I believe we are here during this intense modern day spiritual war because we are the spirits reserved for this particular time. We are the parents of these amazing children at this exact time for a very specific reason known to our father in heaven because of the intensity of our spirits and the ferocious ability we have to stand with and for the savior against a beguiling bully we are here in this time and place okay so because we have the ability to stand against a beguiling bully and claim and stand with and for the savior that's why we can be parents, in my opinion. I think 
we have to be able to stand against opposition and do it with a lot of power and a lot of might and a lot of truth. Truth in about who we are and who our children are. Okay, who else has a book? Can you just read the next two paragraphs? Thank you so much. When I realized how I had unknowingly given the adversary more power than I wanted to and why I was a target, it was liberating to then wake up the warrior inside of me, the warrior I had always been and could be now. I defeated Satan with the words of my testimony in the pre-earth life, and now, with training in the spirit, I could still stand in this second estate armed with a weapon Satan does not have, my body. Okay, so just from that last part of that paragraph, so important to recognize that we stand with our words, our bodies, our testimonies against the adversary. And um, I can still stand in this second estate armed with the weapon Satan doesn't have, which is my body. Okay? Understanding and teaching our children that self-mastery is about your body. Your body came completely unmastered completely unmastered as a baby. And over the years, your spirit is getting stronger, overcoming your body. But the adversary knows this is a big deal. I don't want them to know who they are, and I definitely don't want them to have any power in their body. I want them to think their body makes them powerless, and that their body is a burden, that their body isn't acceptable, um, and I want them to fall to any kind of addiction or bondage with their body, whether it's the way they think about their body and obsess about things because of the way they think about their body, or whether it's that they make their body their God and don't have look to the true God, or whether they literally are in bondage to so many things. Like there's so many things that are addictive, and one of those things is pornography. As a daughter of God and an intentional parent who knows the power I have in my stewardship, I am on the front lines for Father. I am a steward and vessel for Him as He is extending His work and glory to bring to pass the eternal success for me and my family. Moses 1, 39. He will never leave us alone in this great and important work with our families. I trust him and know his arm is not weak. He is performing miracles, signs, and wonders among those who have faith in him. I can order Satan to go play in traffic and remind him who I am and why he will not have my family. I can declare our power in Christ as we join him in defense of his great cause of freedom. How important is it for us to recognize war is hard? Everybody has hard. War is not for wimps. It's really important to recognize that. But what does that look like? Truly, if you're really strong and confident, powerful, and you know that, what does it look like to live that? Does it look like, well, I get up every day and I hope everybody will do okay. I hope everybody will be okay today. What we don't recognize is we live our testimony all day long and that the atonement of Jesus Christ is extended to us every second 
And even in my great weakness, when I know, I don't know the answer to this problem, and it's causing me a lot of personal pain and grief, emotionally, spiritually, physically, because I know who we are, and I want my family to know who they are, I can stand, whether it's in a notebook or with my mouth, and declare words of truth about my identity and my purpose and who we are as a family and tell the adversary, you can't have us today. You can't have us ever because someone has saved us and I believe in him. And so all of this fear and doubt and turmoil that comes up over this issue of pornography can make me extremely miserable, fearful, full of doubt, and just so conscientious that I boss all people around and sit on their laps all day long because I don't want anybody looking at that. I don't want anybody to become in bondage to that. That is not happening at my house. But we understand the kind of war zone we're in, then we understand that's impossible for us to do in our day. You can't sit on your child long enough and still get your work done to prevent them from being confronted right in their face, like slapped in the face with the most evil and vilest things. You can't prevent that in our day. That is so sad. And it's all the more reason for us to be women who our children can look to and know they do not doubt their mothers knew it. Knew what? What did they know? They knew who they were. They have a divine identity and a purpose that they have an enemy and that enemy doesn't ever want them to connect with their divine identity or their purpose. And he is trying to steal our children out from under us by using this great opposition. But if all we think about pornography is, oh my word, oh my word, is anybody looking at that? Well, how am I supposed to ask that question again about whether they've seen pornography or not? Oh yeah, I need to go and ask them that question. Have you guys seen pornography lately? It's not just about doing what all the experts in the world are saying. Here's how you prevent it. Here's what you do. The real truth is Jesus Christ has saved us and it is impossible to prevent children, people in our day from ever looking at pornography. But it is possible. What, what is true, what we do have that's truth, it is possible to be a mother who does not doubt because she knows who Jesus Christ is it is possible to be a mother who knows how to testify of the reality of Jesus Christ and teach her children that, just like Elder Robinson said, we can fail moving forward and that life, this life, truly is meant for failing again and again and again. And if we're teaching our children the satanic message that failing is shameful, failing is wrong and that when they fall to temptation or opposition hooks them and they think they need to go hide and can't talk about failure then we can do something different there we can teach them that 
Your truth and your identity is divine. You have a purpose here, and your spirit and your body are connected, and the adversary knows that if he can make sure at every level that your beliefs behind what to think about your body are off, whether, and oh my goodness, so many things can be triggered by this, like so many things. I'm thinking of my own personal life and thinking it was so easy for the adversary to tell me that my body wasn't okay because of experiences I had that were out of my control as a child. It was so easy for him to tell people that I know and I love that the protection and the way they protect their body is to mistreat it because they don't want uh, more pain because they something happened to them when they were little that they had no control over, but yet they had enough morals taught to them to know that it was naughty. And then so much shame filled them that they didn't know what to do with that and then became promiscuous and um, needy and seeking love in all the wrong places and then ultimately recognizing nothing about sharing my body or love is safe, so I'm just going to be unattractive. So much, there's so much that he knows if I can get them ensnared just with their identity, then I can, I can steal them. I can trap them. So our truth is that we're divine, that we have great purpose, and our children can't even come close to self-mastery unless they know that they're supposed to fail and that there's a way to fail successfully. So guarding your children against pornography is teaching them how, how to fail successfully and that if they don't fail, they're doing it wrong. Heavenly Father's plan was never about nobody's allowed to fail. His plan is completely about failure and asking us to walk a path and keep laws that will keep us safe when we fail, not from failure. He's not asking us to walk his path and to keep his laws because we're not supposed to fail. He's asking us to to do that to protect us when we fail. So repentance is such a glorious gift and our savior is so real. But if we're sending our children the message of, are you looking at that naughty thing? When was the last time you looked at that naughty thing? And let's talk about that again, you know, and it always sounds kind of weird and kind of off and your face kind of looks funny when you say it everybody breaks out in hives and your tongue tongue turns to cement then really that's like them saying oh man this is weird and I do not I'm not going to ever tell her them about this ever because I've been sent the message and I'm getting a message from the world and from the adversary that um when you were baptized, you made a promise to always remember him. You made a promise to keep his commandments. And every week you take the sacrament and um, you take it because you're remembering that. But if we don't 
teach it at a spiritual level that Heavenly Father meant it to be taught, the reason we do that, the reason we always remember the Savior, is because we're failing every day. We can't get it right. And the only way that we're going to make it back to Heavenly Father is because He got it right. He got it right. And the only thing we're required to do is turn and honestly understand that I was given weakness so that I could be humble. And I would remember that I need God. And if I come unto him and pray in faith, his grace is sufficient for me. If I'm not teaching my kids that message, then pornography is going to be tricky because they're going to see it and they have such incredible, wonderful hormones and chemistry, just like we all do, that were given to us for a great purpose, not just to procreate, but to bond and to connect at a level that is beyond understanding when, you're, when it's done right. A level that the spirit can come and even sanctify a, a union in covenants because there is also those that chemistry and that bonding power that comes from our sexuality together. Uh, that's spiritual. That's really cool stuff that Heavenly Father gave us. He also gave us pleasure and a desire to love each other and to share love and to do that at that level but if they don't understand your sexuality is so amazing it's gorgeous it's beautiful it's so inspired and it's inspired for this great purpose and then they just get hit with i mean here's my story at my house I had no idea how to even say the word masturbation. I didn't know how to say that word without dying. I didn't know how to talk about sexuality. Um, I thought it, I think it's just really just in from 45 till now I'm 52. I'm finally able to talk about my own personal sexuality in a, in a relationship where I was supposed to be able to do that. Right? Like it's supposed to be okay to talk about that because we actually are, are intimate, right? But I can't even talk about that. I don't even know how to talk about that. So how, if I can't even talk about it, about me personally, with someone that I'm actually having sexual relationship with, how can I talk about that with my children? So there's healthy sexuality and there's heavenly sexuality, and it is divine, and we need to fight. We need to fight for the sexuality that God meant it to be. And I often say, Satan is screaming. Why are we whispering? I often say that. Why are we whispering? And really, I could just say, not just we, why am I whispering? We need to recognize the way that we scream back is with our goodness, with our light, and with truth. 
And the truth about sexuality is Heavenly Father created our bodies like that. He created our chemistry like that. He wanted us to bond and connect and to create families and love them and want to protect them at a level that Captain Moroni wanted to protect his family. That's what he wanted for us. And then to add covenants where we are connected throughout all eternity, uh, it's a big deal. But yet, because we live in this temporal world where we only look around and think horizontally about all the stuff that we're bombarded with and hearing and seeing, and it's so hypersexual in the wrong way. If we don't know how to talk about who we are as divine identity, as Heavenly Father's children, and who the Savior is for us, and that we're supposed to get it wrong. We're practicing self-mastery. We aren't mastered. And then when you mess up, then, oh man, you better go hide in a dark corner and don't tell not one soul. Because now you've blown it. Remember that promise you made and you take the sacrament? You don't talk about that. Because then you're not going to fit in with the church crowd. You're not going to fit in with your family crowd. But if you have a message that says, our home and my heart is a place of grace for you, I understand that you're going to make mistakes. I understand that we have this plan about safety and protection against pornography. And we have this little can-do plan, or we have this little broadhead plan, or we have this little, you know, plan. This is what we do when we see pornography to protect ourselves. This is what we do. If that's all they know about, we don't look at that because it's bad because there's naked people there, and that's naughty. And this is what we do when we see it. If that's all they're connecting to it is, it's naughty, it's bad, and here's our plan. And they have no idea about the scientific side of self-mastery, that there's a spirit and there's a body. And this is what Satan knows about your spirit and body. And this is what Heavenly Father gave you that for. And our goal is to master that. But it takes a ton of practice. And you're going to fail a lot. You're going to fail a lot. I don't know if I'm isolated in that, but I'll be the first to admit that in 52 years, I have failed over and over again. So my message really today is we have to be able to communicate. This is who you are. This is why you're here. This is what Heavenly Father's plan is. This is why you matter. This is why Satan's going to try to lie to you about your body. This is what he knows about the natural man. He also understands he was there. When Heavenly Father presented his plan, he knows everything about Heavenly Father's plan. And we know the things about Heavenly Father's plan that we've learned since we came to earth because we have a veil. But he was there. He's got the whole story, all of it. He knows who you are. He knows why we fought. He knows what we fought about. He knows what Heavenly Father's plan is going to allow us and the joy and the gifts and the rewards we get if we will endure in our mistakes and turn and ask God for his help. We get that. 
not because we got 100% on the test, but because we remembered that you just stay on the path. And when you get off and into the weeds, you remember, oh yeah, the path is a better place to be. It feels better over there. And I'm going to repent and keep practicing. It's a really big deal. So our message as mothers who know has to be, this is who you are. And I have the power to claim that for me personally, I can claim my truth. But I can't claim your truth, but I definitely can support God's work with you because he's got a purpose with you in your life, even with your mistakes. He can use all the good stuff you do and the mistakes you make to fulfill his great purpose to bring to pass your immortality and eternal life. I believe that. I know that's his plan. That's his glory to do that for you. And so if I know that, and I know that he's in charge, what my role is, is to be a grace place. I'm the atmosphere angel that shakes sugar on all the stuff and says what's really true. So when you are in a terrifying, horrible place that you think your parents are going to die when they find out that even though you went through the plan, our little can-do plan, uh, and we all were celebrating because you did it, you rocked it, good job, yay, and you were nine. And then you were 11, and pornography came into your life again, whether it was at school or whatever. But now you've heard two more years of opposition from all your schoolmates. All the weird stuff they say about sexuality, all the jokes they have. You've watched too many inappropriate things. You've seen weird stuff. And you look at that again, and you think, now I feel really weird because that's a big deal to my parents, my mom and dad. So the next time you come and ask them, so when was the last time you looked at pornography? Their mind, their spirit that's getting stronger will say, you should tell the truth. You should tell them that you, you look at it. You've seen it. But because they also know, I haven't just looked at it one time since that last can-do victory I had when I was nine. I've looked at it like maybe 12 times. So I cannot tell my mom and dad that because they'll die because we have a plan. We have a plan and they expect me to follow the plan. So they need to know that you're going to see and you're going to fall and it's going to be several times. And the plan is that we talk openly about it and it's okay because I want to be able to support you and help you and protect you from the enemy. And the only way that I can be that kind of a warrior mother for you is if you understand that I have a heart of grace. This is a house of grace. We know who Jesus Christ is and what his role is in our life. And it is my job to solidify that as deeply in my heart and in my language and in my soul as I possibly can so that I can testify of you about who you are when you're in the most shameful place, when I can extend a soft, courageous hand to you that says, that does not define you. And I am not shaming you 
you're human and it's super normal to make mistakes and so let's let's work on this let's practice let's talk about this more let's see if you need support maybe you need more support maybe you don't need just our little talks maybe the plan isn't working and maybe you've noticed that your sexuality is so strong and that satan is taking that attraction center of your brain when you see pornography and getting you completely buzzed around and stoned so you can't even think straight because that's what your sexuality is so powerful that when he can hook into that part of your chemical makeup and he knows I can use that, their sexuality, to cause such a great dopamine spill into their brain that their brain will crave that spill, that chemical. When people have become addicted to pornography, they're addicted to their own chemistry. They're not addicted to pornography. So it's pornography that's the what? It's the gateway. It's the gateway to the to the reward. But the way he gets to it is through sexuality. And every child on this planet has sexuality. And every child is going to be confronted with their sexuality being awakened and hooked by the adversary with great dopamine spills into their brain because of the day we live in. And so it's vital that we know that we know how to speak that kind of stuff. If we only know how to speak, we don't look at pornography. It's not good. It's really dangerous. We want to stay away from that. And here's our plan. Come and tell me. Uh, it's super important to teach them about, about their brain, about this is a thinking side. This is a feeling side. These, this is what your brain does. This is how your brain actually fights. The feeling side of your brain will fight that you go get more of that. Especially when you're anxious or bored or lazy or tired. It's going to say, dude, you should go get some of that because that's awesome when we, when we have that stuff. And remember, you liked it. You liked it. It was a good experience physically for you. So maybe we should get more curious about that and go see that again. Super normal. So normal. So we have to be able to say, okay, we're talking more openly about sexuality in a reverent, sacred way, but also in a way that sounds like, um, did you tie your shoes today? I mean, it's just got to sound like part of our language because if Satan is screaming, we can't be whispering. If the only thing we're doing to protect our family from pornography is trying to prevent it and trying to say it's naughty and setting up plans, then we are not teaching a grace plan. We're teaching a shame plan. And that plan needs to sound a lot more like don't. Don't be shamed. That's Satan's tool. That's satanic. You definitely should feel guilt. That's sorrow about what you've done. And you know that's not aligned with how your spirit and God has asked you to master your body. That doesn't align. So, yeah, repentance is required. And so is accountability. And so is consistency and determination. 
And we're here to support you and love you through that. But we're not here to get to shame you or to feel angry or to think you're weak and stupid because now you're addicted to that filthy, awful thing that everybody hates. And if anyone finds out, then nobody's going to want to be our friend and we're going to have to go be homeless. It's a big deal. Our language has to change and it will change. It's going to get better because it is getting better. But we've come a long way in just 10 years. The 10 years that I've been in this field of supporting people and stuff it is, it's changing, but we're still, we have such a long ways to go. And it is, I've just learned so much in the spirit that it's not about that, Karen. It's not about that. It's about Heavenly Father's plan. It's about understanding their identity. It's about understanding what their body's about and their sexuality and how Satan knows exactly what he could do with that and why he wants to do that and teaching it at a level in an age-appropriate way that they understand. Did you know that Jesus Christ is a superhero? No, I didn't. Did you know that he's the most powerful superhero in all of the world? He is? Yeah. He's the most powerful superhero in all of the universe. Okay, you know all the shows we watch with superheroes in them? Yeah. Okay, let's name all their powers. So you name all their powers. All Any superhero you can think of, name their power. God has that power, every single one of them. Not only is he like that one and that one and that one, he's got all of them all hooked together. He's got them all. He's the most powerful superhero of all. And guess whose child you are? Guess what you're, what you are. That's right. You should be wearing a cape. You're like a superhero. And guess what? You have an enemy, just like superheroes do in the movie. He's, he's trying, he's going to try. He, he's going to try to trick you. And just start really little, just little simple. And just keep it to Heavenly Father's plan. What do we understand about his plan? We understand. Yep, we're practicing. Yep, you're supposed to fail. But we make covenants and promises to protect us. Not from being naughty, but from uh, to protect us when we're naughty. That's what that's for. And so it's really important for you to understand. The ultimate goal is for you to master yourself and be able to keep all your promises. That's the goal. That's what we're all trying to do. But because it's impossible to keep all our promises all the time because we're here on earth having this amazing superhero experience where we just are learning how to be like the ultimate superhero, but we have one. Like, there's so many ways we can apply our Heavenly Father's plan to real life. Okay, who has a book? Can you read? Just keep reading. Uh, I think we're in the last paragraph on 41. When Satan is attracting our children and they are losing battles, having a seemingly impossible time at winning, it's tempting to lose faith and hope. Now, because of the principles and skills I have learned, I'm better equipped to stand in a place of strength and faith. I'm armed with an understanding of the divine power of our Savior within my child and a stronger belief in God's plan and our Savior's promises 
to heal and rescue my child. Okay. Can you read the create a declaration? So this is something you can do as a parent. So you might be a parent who already has a child who's ensnared to pornography. Okay. Um, you might be a parent who's absolutely terrified that that's going to happen at your house because the only thing you know about that is terror stories. It's horrible. We don't want that to happen to me. Or maybe your husband has already betrayed you because that is his battle. And the last thing you want is for this to happen to my kids. It's your big worry, right? So Satan knows you're in a place of fear. And this claiming your power and using your words is such an important part of you reminding yourself what's really going on here and who you really are and what Heavenly Father's plan really is. What is the truth about your loved one who keeps making mistakes? What is their real truth? What is your truth? Even though you keep showing up and thinking, oh, dang it, I did that mom thing again. That weird thing I do as a mom that I shouldn't do, that I keep doing because I'm emotional and I got a lot of burdens on me. I don't know how to handle all this. And I can't be crazy like every minute of the day. I make mistakes. I do things that are wrong. So, but can I even in that place, because I know who I am, because I know my divine identity and that Satan is trying to thwart me from my purpose by getting all up in my stuff to make me feel shame about the mother I can't be, that I wish I could be, about the life I can't have, that I wish I could have, and I must be such a loser? Is is it okay for me to say, no, that is true. As I look around, that's true. This is a hot mess, and so am I. It's true. But the truth is these things, these declarations. So this has become a powerful tool for me in my life whenever Satan is telling me, you should hate your husband because he's a jerk. Whenever Satan is telling me, you know what? Your child is never going to get better. How long have you been working at this? Or what? what is wrong with them? Or even and especially when Satan is telling me, it's all your fault, Karen. The reason your kids are such a mess is because you're a mess. And I can do this and the Spirit, the Holy Ghost, shows up and testifies to me. That is truth. And the stuff you're thinking and feeling that is satanic and those are lies that isn't your truth how powerful is it to teach our children that this is truth and to teach them to do it in a humble way and to recognize the only way you can be powerful is with jesus christ the only way you're going to succeed in this war with all the wounds that you're going to sustain because you're going to get lots of them only way you're going to see is if you know that you he fights for you he he saves you you can't save you he does that's the only way you can do it okay so do you want me to start with create a personal declaration yeah that go for okay. it and then read the first one okay I'd like to share a technique we use to keep our minds in a place of strength and faith as we join the Savior in his great cause of freedom. 
This involves creating your own personal declaration, which you say aloud as you stand in front of a mirror each morning. Alone is usually less intimidating, but the choice is yours. A parent's declaration might sound like this. Enemy beware, you are messing with the wrong mom. I am a daughter of the living God. I am a fearless warrior disciple for Jesus Christ. I stand strong with him in defense of this family to protect our freedom. We are your worst celestial nightmare. Because of Heavenly Father's great plan of happiness and eternal covenants that connect us to our Savior and champion Jesus Christ, we have nothing to fear. But you have everything to fear as we build upon our rock and redeemer. You are, we are leaning into our, your storms and will not fall because you are no match for the Savior. He is Christ, the Son of God, and we are his disciples, standing with him to crush you. Okay. So, well, that's the book. Thank you. Yeah. Would you mind reading the next one? Thank you. A declaration might sound something like this for a daughter. Enemy beware. An amazing daughter of the living God stands here. She is aligned with her truth and knows her power and how to get more. Any who seek to destroy her will have to deal with her protector and champion, Jesus Christ. She is armed for battle. Arrayed in her divine beauty and spiritual armor, she does not fear. Her battle cry is, bring it, at all times and in all things and in all places. I love God and he loves me and you are going down. She confidently whispers, be afraid, be very afraid. You are messing with the wrong warrior disciple of Christ. She will hurt you. She will destroy you. She will crush you. Turn back or die trying to mess with this daughter of God. A declaration for your son could be, enemy, beware. Here stands a noble son of God who is strong in the Lord and the power of his might. His armor is worn and tested, but shining with the preparation and skill of the formidable warrior you fear. He is an annoyer and disturber to your cause, endowed with the power to act in Christ's name. His is the voice you fear as he inspires others to arms in Christ's great cause of liberty and eternal life for all. He is honored and called up to serve Christ, the champion over all darkness. His battle cry is victory through Christ Jesus, freedom for all. Never will he stop defending others from your sick lies and tactics. He will crush you and stand forever to testify against the darkness you are. Be afraid. You are messing with a leader and asset in God's noblest army. Fear this son of God. He can see you and, like a sniper, will take you out at the slightest movement you make in his direction. Okay, awesome. And then, let's see, one more person with a book. The last paragraph. Okay. I hope you can see how this is similar to the way David spoke to Goliath or Captain Moroni spoke to Zarahemna at the waters of Sidon. I hope you can also see how such declarations will trigger your warrior chemistry a tool the young men learn in Sons of Helaman groups to win their mood battle. Warrior chemistry explained as moods, feelings increase, feelings increase, we don't notice. Okay, let me read that again. Warrior chemistry explained as moods or feelings increase, we don't notice that on the even more subtle level, our chemical levels are changing in the brain. The more negative feelings grow, the more brain energy moves from the frontal lobe values and toward the middle brain survival. 
If you are going to win a psychological battle with Satan, you will need clear chemicals and you will need to be in your frontal lobe. You will need to shift your brain chemistry first. We do that by shifting into a mood or set of feelings that are more useful. I love it. Oh my goodness, I'm so thankful. I'm so thankful for how Heavenly Father calls, calls us all to the place where we stand with a passion to testify of the truth of where we're at. But there's a perspective she has um, from her place that allowed her to teach what I taught and solidify in our minds that truth. God did not send us here to fail. He knew we would make mistakes, but he never sent us here to fail. And I love that, you know, there's so many things that Heavenly Father has given us to empower our youth and our children to be strong against the evils of our day, like family history, with apostolic blessings. Uh, so many things, just the recent uh, address that President Nelson gave to the youth, so many promises and blessings in there. His talk that he gave in the last general conference about um, so many, he, he gave promises, warnings, talked about miracles, and pleaded with us about personal revelation, all those things in one talk, saying, oh man, could you please learn how to hear the Holy Ghost? That would be so helpful. Because there are so many voices in the world today. The only way you're going to uh, be able to discern which ones are good and which ones are bad, because everything looks enticing. Everything has an enticing element of good. Like, this is good. We like this. It's good. Right? Everything has that. So personal revelation is such a big deal. Like, oh, so good. Okay. Yeah, anybody else? So with this month being, uh, well, in Utah, the 24th of July in celebration of the, the pioneers, I've been thinking a lot about that, and we just got back from Trek. And so our theme for Trek was doubt not, fear not, the Trek continues. And I love that theme that goes right along with learn of me and listen to my word, walk in the meekness of my spirit, and you shall have peace in me. And uh, I just think that we are on this trek, and the pioneers use their bodies a lot to demonstrate sacrifice and their love and their devotion and their dedication to God. And so in doing this this past weekend, it, it brought a lot of, I guess, satisfaction and validation to using our bodies to stand up for good and to stand up against um, the beguiling bully and be those parents that God knows we can be and why we're here at this time, at this place, in this moment with our kids. And he has complete faith in us and I know that we can do it. And as we come from a place of love instead of fear and that faith also instead of doubt, because doubt and fear cannot exist when faith does then we can have that inspiration from the Holy Ghost to know what it is we need to do. And I know that that's true. Mm. Oh, good. Love that comment of coming from a place of love instead of fear. 
um, it makes me picture like the battlefield. Here you are as a mother on the front lines watching the battle play out and you notice that your, your loved one, your warrior that you've sent off into battle that day is wounded. They're bleeding on the field. Um, and if you're approaching that in a place of love and not fear, like would we ever go up to a fallen warrior in a real on a real battlefield and say, get up, why are you down like that? I'm so ashamed, I feel so embarrassed that you are wounded. I'm so embarrassed that you're wounded and so hurt that you would get wounded. We would never do that on a battlefield, ever. We would tell them that you believe in them, you believe that they can get better, that you know that they can heal, that, uh, that, that it'll make them stronger and that they're gonna learn from it and that they're gonna be able to fight even better. But with this issue, because it is so against God's lots, pornography, and so many of our good, noble men and women and youth are becoming ensnared by it, and it's becoming such a scary thing for so many. Um, immediately, there's a knee-jerk reaction to shame people who are wounded on a battlefield. Immediate. And to hide, run and hide. Let's just pretend like, you know, nope. We just really need to understand that war is real, and there are battles in war and people get wounded in battles. And if we are the parents or the mothers who know, then we have to know that it's not that I'm expecting you to get a pornography addiction. It's not that I think we're gonna have one and I'm gonna celebrate it when it happens, because of course you'll cry. Of course you'll have so much sorrow because someone you love is hurt and someone you love's innocence has been stolen and you're being extremely attacked by what what how did that happen how did we miss that how did how did we let that happen but the truth is the truth is the eternal truth is that that does not define them they are still amazing they're still good they still are, are meant for greatness and um, we can't shame wounded warriors on the battlefield because battles require wounds. And a lot of the best warriors have the worst battle wounds. All right, so I love that. In a place of love, not fear. So good. President Thomas F. Monson, Thomas S. Monson once said, the world can at times be a frightening place in which to live. The moral fabric of society seems to be unraveling in at an alarming speed. None, whether young or old or in between, is exempt from exposure to those things which have the potential to drag us down and destroy us. But we need not despair. We are waging a war with sin. It is a war we can and will win. Our Heavenly Father has given us the tools we need in order to do so. All of us, young and old, are faced daily with the war mentioned by President Monson. 
The enemy and his angels are trying to distract us. Their purpose is to encourage us to deviate from the covenants that we have made with the Lord, causing us to lose sight of our eternal inheritance. They know well our Heavenly Father's plan for his children, for they were, they were present with us in that great council in heaven when it was all presented. They try to take advantage of our weaknesses and frailties, deceiving us with mists of darkness, which blindeth the eyes and hardeneth the heart of the children of men, and leadeth them away into broad roads that they perish and are lost. Despite the opposition we face, as President Monson has taught, this is a war that we can and will win. The Lord trusts in our capacity and determination to do so. That's hopeful. There's so much hope. When you remember to pray, write, and read, and do your border patrol, which is your spiritual routines, and stay connected with real truth often. Um, and don't just hear what your life is saying all day long. Purposely put things in there that sound like truth. This is what truth sounds like. It doesn't sound like the world at all. It sounds like we're going to win. This is hopeful. We have a plan. It works. God's plan works. And the Savior made it possible for us to work the plan. We can do this. It talks like that. And we need that a lot so that we can be the kind of mothers who can protect families. Otherwise, we won't be able to testify from our soul. So the more you can do to dump it in so it'll come out your mouth and your actions, the better. Really helpful. Thank you for being here today. I love your participation and you coming. Appreciate it. Um, if you are interested in taking an Eternal Warriors class, you can go to eternalwarriorstraining.org is the Eternal Warriors website. Or you can, you're welcome to uh, contact me directly at Karen, the letter L, the letter B, and the number three at gmail.com. Thanks for being here. Appreciate it. Bye. Love you, guys.